Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. We are back on a Monday. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. I sure as hell did with all the football games that's been going on. It's so funny because as of late, I've been getting more and more into football. Probably because that I kind of, you know, I do some wagers every now and then with the little tickets just to see what games can win, what games can, you know. I always go for for the stuff and for the teams that goes against the spread, but that's just me personally. It's at this moment where I don't have a favorite team yet, but I do like the Ravens. Something about the Ravens just instantly clicks. And the Saints, and the Titans, and who else? I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm not a New York guy. I live in New York, but I'm not a Giants and Jets fan. Huh, that's just me. Anyway, why am I talking about football? Why am I talking about sports? This is the comic book podcast, man. And not much has been going on as of late. I mean, there's some news here and there. Just some. But tonight is going to be very interesting. Tonight, it's more of a... Listen, if you make this decision, this is going to fuck your life up type moment. Now, before anything else, let's let's discuss what the plot points are going to be. For one thing, there is a Deadpool rumor, a rumor about Deadpool, and it has to do with Kevin Feige in the MCU. What could it be? I may have my answers to that. And in the second point, an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, and why you should never, ever violate it. All that plus our supervillain quote of the day, but first, like we always do about this time, Let's get our shoutouts out of the way, shall we? And we have a couple. We actually have a couple. Some recent news, as I just said. She-Hulk is looking for a young Bruce Banner. Considering the fact that She-Hulk is Bruce Banner's cousin, and of course She-Hulk is older than Bruce Banner, they're looking for a young Bruce Banner. Which means there are either points in the show that will take place in a prequel story, or it could be flashbacks. Now, let me ask you this. Who could play a young Bruce Banner? Has to be someone that is like a, a genius type of, type of guy. Maybe we can look upon a couple of people or a couple of kids from Stranger Things or the It movies. I could see that. I completely forgot who their names were, but I would say one of those kids would actually be a terrific fit. Damn, it could be anyone. Who can play a very young, interesting genius? Who could play it? I don't know. Maybe later on or another episode or by the time we finish. Imagine by the time we finish, they actually announce, Hey, we have casted our Bruce Banner. This young Bruce Banner name, I don't fucking know. Eh. Or maybe it's not that important to actually care about. As of yet. As of yet. So yeah, there's that moment. And there's also the shout out of the movie Dune. Apparently, news has hit today that Dune has moved to October 1st, which means chances are 
the Batman, Matt Reeves' Batman, will be moved as well. Now, considering that both movies are under the Warner Brothers umbrella, it would make sense that the Batman is moved, considering the fact that Warner Brothers do not like their movies to be competing against each other for that good sweet ticket global box office prices and whatnot. My question is, why the fuck does the Batman have to move? Why can't he just stay where he is October 1st and let Dune be moved somewhere else? Maybe a week after, or two weeks after. Fuck COVID. Fuck COVID. Shit. Fucking movies keeps on getting postponed. It kind of sucks. It really does. I don't know how you personally feel. Again, if they're going to delay the Batman and chances are they're going to delay so many other movies. At this point, I pretty much accepted it. I There's no need to fight over it anymore. There really isn't. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But that's all we have for the shout-out. Let's go into our Deadpool rumor. What could it be? And that comes up right in a bit. You know, it actually has been a while since I've addressed any rumors on this show. Normally because I tend to stay away from them. Unless it's something like groundbreaking or, you know, something along those lines. Because we we deal with rumors a lot. And unless there's like hardcore concrete facts, then it it's then and only then where I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, eh, well, it is a rumor. It's fun to talk about. And if it is true, if it does hold merit or promise, then why not? You know, so I, I know what I just said might be a little bit contradicting, but I'm, I'm kind of an in-betweener when it comes to rumors or not. You know, I'm, I'm kind of an in-betweener. And this one is actually a little exciting because the rumor for Deadpool, apparently, is that Kevin Feige, the president of the MCU, wants to make Ryan Reynolds the highest paid actor in all of the MCU. Now, obviously they never discuss price, they never discuss payments, they never discuss anything like that. But, if he's going to make Ryan Reynolds the highest paid actor in the MCU of all time, what does that really entail? Well, for one thing, Deadpool 3 would come later on because, let's say, chances are that movie will gross quickly well over a billion dollars to the global box office. It's my guess. It's my guess. But also, I'm thinking on a different direction. I'm thinking that maybe Kevin Feige can find a way for Ryan Reynolds to actually fill in Stanley's spot in terms of being a character cameo in all Marvel movies going forward. And for one thing, it would pay homage to Stan Lee. Rest in peace to him. One of the greatest people. The father that started all of this. The father that started Marvel. He will forever be missed, never forgotten. And I think the best way to cement his legacy and continue to carry on what Stan Lee does is by having Deadpool do it. 
And I think it is a fantastic idea. I really do. Because think about it. Ryan Reynolds, with his Deadpool character, and Deadpool in general, breaks the fourth wall. That's that's who he is. That's what he does. It's, it's just him. It's his character. So, by having every single Marvel movie going forward, and Deadpool can, like, even come in for a few seconds. For, for a few seconds. Or maybe a couple of minutes. You know... Just uh, do a little something interactive with the characters or maybe do something where he actually takes the camera that we're actually seeing, pan it to the left and right and be like, well, as you know, uh, as you can see, the new adventures is kind of a little bit of a pickle here. You know, let's see what the little one has in store. Oh, by the way, hugs, not drugs. You know, something along those lines. <laughs> I make a terrible Deadpool. I, I can I just literally prove that off the top of my head. Something along those lines. And how in the world would cameos basically would make him the highest paid actor? Well, I would say it would have a lot to do with maybe taking a huge percentage of the movies in terms of the ticket sales that they come in. Maybe that could be one. Or maybe it could be along the lines of, I don't know, having... Ryan Reynolds control his own narrative and control exactly what he does within each film. And obviously, if he's paying him more than anybody else, considering the fact that the highest paid actors are already done, like Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and a couple of others, that they're already done, having Ryan Reynolds slash Deadpool would be the perfect fit. I would say the cameos would be the best bet. At least that's what I'm hoping for. And if not that, maybe a couple of other sequels that has to be done. Like, in addition to Deadpool 3, which is Fox's original plan, let there be a Deadpool crossover with the Avengers. Or a crossover with the X-Men. I know we've already gotten that, but within the MCU, that's what I'm talking about. So, the sky's the limit here. And if Ryan Reynolds is and will be the highest paid actor, then again, the sky's the limit, and that pretty much gives Ryan Reynolds free reign whenever he wants. With whatever he wants to do, with whenever he, you know, puts himself, or maybe, I don't know, like, it's, 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 it's fascinating, but at the same time, I can't think of a spectacular thing that would make him get paid all of that sweet, sweet money. You know, Disney is a merchandise company. The MCU is their highest brand. Could Deadpool represent that in a type of way? Could maybe he do a voiceover narration for all of the movies going forward? No, that'd be a little bit too much. He would want himself to be included. I don't know. I honestly don't know. The the sky's the limit. And it's... Oh, man. I'm excited. I really am. I know I'm stumbling a little bit here, but I am actually excited. I'm excited to see where they would take Deadpool. I'm excited to see what exactly he can do in terms of crossover events or in terms of cameos. Hopefully, if he does take Stanley's spot as being the major cameo in all movies going forward, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with him, assuming these rumors are actually true. 
I think the creator, Rob Leafield, actually, you know, commented about that where they're like, well, and I'm paraphrasing here, well, it's about time that Kevin Feige actually has done something with him, therefore, uh, or, you know, because remember, I think it was like around a couple of months ago where we heard that the MCU has no idea what to do with Deadpool as of yet. But maybe this was just a plan from the very beginning and we were just patient or needed to be patient enough to hear something. And most rumors, not all, but uh, most rumors comes from something. Most rumors comes from either some kind of fact or something that's cooking up in the world behind the scenes. So I ask you, the people, my friend, I ask you, what do you think they would have Deadpool do? Besides doing Deadpool 3, besides doing the X-Force, if that's still in their plans or they're taking over Fox's plans and just changing it on for themselves. Maybe doing a crossover between him and Spider-Man because in the comics they're like fucking brothers in arms. Maybe having him introduce the X-Men because I know I've discussed that Scarlet Witch can do it and maybe Doctor Strange can do it. But hell, I'll settle for Deadpool doing it too. Maybe there could be a way for him to time travel. And that's another thing. that It just hit me. Remember at the end of Deadpool 2 where, you know... Deadpool slash Ryan Reynolds, he actually messed with him traveling back through time and through, you know, different versions of his life where he actually changed certain things like changing Vanessa instead of her being killed, she's now alive and him going back to X-Men Origins on how he killed the other Deadpool, the one that will never be mentioned on the show ever fucking again, where he killed him and him shooting himself in the head and therefore undoing the Green Lantern that ever fucking existed. So what if they take that same concept and every movie that comes on forward, he does do the cameo, but this time through time travel, therefore creating so many timing paradoxes that is basically ruined by Deadpool himself. That would probably be the best case scenario at this point. Because, let's face it, through Avengers Endgame, there are now multiple timelines that have been shifted. And with Doctor Strange doing the multiverse thing, why not include Deadpool into that scenario? That would be fucking fantastic. Have Deadpool with that watch thing that he does, traveling through each point in time, going to every single movie, being a cameo, and then having him something to do with, you know, either the characters or the scene or do something. Or maybe he doesn't need to interact with them at all. You know, maybe he can, I don't know, help a woman across the street. No, that's that's a little too boring. Because if it's Deadpool, we want him to do something. There is a downside to this, though. There really is. And the downside is, aside from Deadpool, let's say it's true. Let's say he can make cameos in movies. Would his presence take away from the entire movie as a whole. Because if you would ask a casual fan or even a hardcore fan, if you were to ask them, oh, what is your favorite moment in the entire movie? There's a chance that maybe eight, nine times out of ten, they'll say Deadpool's cameo. Where, oh, the movie would not be better or the movie would not be complete 
if Deadpool was not in it. Do you know what I mean? Basically, would Deadpool's presence overshadow the movie as a whole? It depends on what they do with him. It depends on how much time he's in the movies, and it depends on what he actually does within them. But like I said, these are my thoughts. This is what I speculate. And this is just basically from a rumor that he's going to be the highest paid actor in all of the MCU. So, we'll see. We will see what happens. I'm excited, and hopefully we get to see the lovable mercenary that curses and talks a lot, the merc with the mouth, to come into the MCU. Can't fucking wait. Now guys, it is time for our second plot point of the evening. A non-disclosure agreement. Now I'm not a lawyer. And I'm sure many of you are not lawyers either. But I can pretty much speculate of how important a non-disclosure agreement basically states. And when it comes to Marvel, they are extremely strict. And I mean strict to the fucking bone when it comes to non-disclosure agreements. I remember a few years ago when Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out. Uh, Aisha. Is it Aisha? The, the golden lady. The, the, the person that was in charge of, you know, all those golden people that was against the Guardians at that time. And I remember she stated that the NDAs, the disclosure agreements, the non-disclosure agreements are super fucking strict that she could not say anything, absolutely nothing about the movie, about the project, about anything. Hell, she couldn't even tell them what color she was going to be in the movie. That's how strict they are. Because if you violate that contract, if you violate that agreement, you are subjected to heavy, heavy fucking fines, possibly being sued in whatever. Put it this way. Disney will bleed you fucking dry. Now, why am I discussing non-disclosure agreements all of a sudden? I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a, a business guy. I'm not a, a law firm guy. Well, you are absolutely right. I am not any of those things. But a few days ago, someone did something that I know is probably going to haunt her and, God forbid, something worse for the rest of her life. We got the news last week that Miss Marvel has been casted by Iman Valani. Canadian actress, a newcomer, and I discussed that she'll have the toughest roads ahead of her, but if she has the right people, if she keeps her head straight, then she is going to kill the role, kill the show, not kill the show, but kill it in the show as best she can, and we look forward to her performance as the fan favorite Miss Marvel. This other actress, however, that claims, no, I'm sorry, she showed proof that she was supposed to have the role for herself as Miss Marvel, that Disney came to her, slash Marvel, came to her and is like, listen, you're going to be our Miss Marvel or we want you to audition for Miss Marvel, and she didn't get it, you know, and it happens. It happens behind the scenes all the time. Some people get roles, other people don't. It's life. It's it's the acting business. It's the entertainment business. It is what it is. 
you know? So, she decided that she was going to go on Twitter and would tell her followers or whoever it is that's following her, hey, since I didn't get the role, it's actually time for me to talk about this. I was supposed to, you know, have the Miss Marvel role or I was supposed to audition for the Miss Marvel uh, Miss Marvel role and they give it to someone else. Now, of course, when you say something like that or anything that you do relates to your job that has a huge fan base following, there are the trolls, there are the naysayers, there are the doubters that are going to call you out on it. Again, it's life. It happens. So someone called her a liar. And what did this person do? She decided to leak. <laughs> it's it's funny and sad at the same time because it's heartbreaking. She decided to leak parts of the script for Miss Marvel online on Twitter and leaked her non-disclosure agreement. Can you say fucked? Can you say holy shit you are fucked? First of all, you need to understand non-disclosure agreements are nothing to be fucked with when it comes to business, when it comes to the entertainment, when it comes to jobs, when it when it comes to anything. If you violate that contract, that legally binding contract, you are subjected to penalties, fines, possibly jail time, depending on what the job is or what they say on the thing, what they say on the contract. They take that shit so fucking seriously. I'm trying to think of another metaphor to compare this to. Imagine getting caught for... Video piracy. And now, every time when you go to a film, when you watch a movie at at theaters, and they say, this is against the law, do not do this. Do not film a movie. It is against the law. You will be subjected to fines and penalties. They take that shit extremely seriously. Do you remember back then on the VHS tapes, you know, the VCR way back in the 90s and early 2000s before the DVD took over? They would have a green screen where it says something along the lines of warning FBI, this tape is copyrighted by studios, blah, 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 blah. You know, something along those lines. My point is this. A non-disclosure agreement is not something to be fucked with. Now, if you guys are hearing me or wanting me to shit on this girl, I'm not going to do that. She is facing enough problems, more than enough problems as it is right now. And I can relate to this in a particular way, some sort of, because I was young just like everybody else. Just like you, just like everybody else. We do dumb shit all the time. But this... This takes the cake to a whole nother level. Her acting career is dead. Let's put it bluntly. Her acting career is dead. 
you know? And if it's not dead, because maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, if it's not dead, then it's been halted for a while, and it's going to take a long fucking time for her to get back to that. It probably will. Probably. But her acting career, honestly, is the last thing that she needs to worry about. Because she better hope and pray to whoever it is that she prays to that Disney slash Marvel will not come after her and sue the ever-pissing shit out of her. Because I can imagine a few, you know, fines would be you know, for a regular non-disclosure agreement would be anywhere between $25,000, $100,000, depending on the job or depending on the studio, depending on the project. This is Disney. Guys, this is fucking Disney. One of the major corporations ever in the history of the world. Now, this is not really a plea, but... It's going to sound like I'm pleading here. I'm hoping they they let her go. That they do not go after her. That they do not, you know, she violated the terms of the contract. You've cut her off. Her Twitter account has been suspended. Not that it means anything. She's already facing backlash right now. She's already, I'm sure she's thinking of the most terrible mistake that she's ever done in her life. And she will regret it until the day she dies. I am pleading for Disney to leave her alone. She's 18, I guess. 18, 19, something like that. A lot of 18-year-olds don't know shit about the real world. A lot of 18-year-olds don't know shit about when it comes to the acting business. Yes, I get it. We're all responsible for our own actions. And she is legally an adult. I understand. I, I get it. Every action has a consequence of its own. I completely get it. And trust me, I am that other person. I get it. But does she deserve for a major corporation like this to sue the shit out of her and bleed her fucking dry for everything that she has? No. I I will not say that she deserves that. She doesn't deserve that. She's already cut her ties because of her actions, Marvel and Disney have already cut their ties with her. That's pretty clear. Chances are, she's never going to be working in Hollywood or become an actress ever again. Chances are. You know, that's enough of a punishment as it is. At least to me it is. You know, and if there is a fine, let it be a five-figure fine. You know, five figures. 25 grand. You know, 30, something like that, something reasonable, you know, not over a million dollars. And I'm just thinking that that's what they're going to do, you know, not to mention. And this goes back to me saying last time that there's no such thing as equality. But, hey, it's an idea that has to be enforced to other people. So let's face facts here. How many times have, you know, Tom Holland or I don't know, anybody have spoiled something accidentally when it comes to a movie project and nothing happened to them. And I get it. I get it. They're not in the same boat. They're not in the same realm. They're not even the same, you know, universe together. And one is favored more than the other because obviously Tom Holland has his Spider-Man movies. I, I get it. They're not, they should not even be paired together. I completely understand. But Disney... If you can sweep that under the rug, 
maybe you can sweep this one too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And if there is a fine, let it not be too hectic. I really hope, you know, and this is just me thinking about the bigger picture and the possibilities here. I really hope this person gets good, good defense attorneys. Because if Disney slash Marvel, if they do decide to sue, it is not going to end well. So, for right now, all I can say is, best of luck. Best of luck. And let this be a lesson to anyone that wants to start a Twitter war against a troll, against a naysayer. And you want to prove it to them by violating your non-disclosure agreement. Don't fucking do it. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for support. I am trying my best here to see if I can go to new heights to see what I can do to make this podcast bigger, better, better than it ever was before. And I may, I may, I haven't decided yet, but I may go to the podcast movement convention because apparently there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of people that devotes the podcast as their, as either their main business or part of their business. And I'm debating going to them as well, but I'm wondering how exactly they're going to work. And I'm wondering if it's even worth it when I can try to ask people that are already successful tips and pointers but we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens if you have any questions comments or concerns on anything that i said on this podcast or anything else from before hit me up otc volume two volume completely spelled with the number two but you already know that or you can hit me directly at mike garcia vo my twitter handler for my voiceover business future voiceover business mike garcia vo you can hit me up directly and I can answer any question that you can. And if you want to be a troll and you want to say fuck off, by all means, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. And I promise you, I guarantee you, I'll kill you with kindness. I'll kill you with the ever formidable kindness that I can by giving you the best thumbs up emoji and giving you a big hug and pat you on the head through the virtual space of social media and say, there, there, little one. It's okay. You can hate me as long as you want. It doesn't matter. I'm doing the damn thing. I'm doing the damn thing. Before we end this night off, let's go to our super villain quote of the day since we are on episode 68. And this one is from one of my favorite symbiotes of all time, the Blood Assassin, the Killer Incarnate, whatever fucking names he has, Carnage. I am the ultimate insanity. I am Carnage. We're going to paint the whole damn world red. Aw, ain't that sweet. Now my reaction to that is... I hope Venom Let There Be Carnage is rated R. We need Carnage to be rated R. Don't hold anything back. 
if Joker was rated R, and he became one of the most controversial films of all time, now by all means, this one can be too. Tune in next time on Thursday night where we will talk more news and anything else that's going on in the world of the comic book, movies, and shows. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it. Take care. Stay safe. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.